York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is JLS from Nick and Tom's show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. I'm starting off with the gunshots already because the Knicks are going to the playoffs. First game is coming on Sunday. Knicks versus Hawks. The Knicks have the home court advantage. Um, there's a lot of anticipation about this game. We have gone 3-0 and versus the Hawks. Um, but, you know, this is a different Hawks team than we met. Um, in these first two games. So although it seems like it can be an easy win, this can end up being a dogfight. And you know what? We're going to talk all about the ins and outs between these Knicks and these Hawks matchup. Before we get to the details, let me introduce my guys. Uh, first and foremost, we already know who this is, man. I call him the raw metaphor. I the guy from the YouTube channel across the street. It is the raw Hebrew Remnant, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up? What's <laughs> up, JLs? I'm glad to be here with the All-Star KOT crew tonight. That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. And also joining us today, we have a special treat for you guys. Uh, my man, Dallas, does great work over there for, for the Strickland, man. He's a, he's a video guy, really good analyst, likes to break down film and tape, and he's going to bring a nice little element to the show. So shout out to my guy, Dallas, and welcome to the show as well. <laughs> Thanks, JLs. Happy to be here. Yes, definitely, and, and definitely happy to have you. And before we get started, you know what I gotta do, man. I gotta shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to Tell Alejandro. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Fred. Shout out to Iller. Shout out to everybody rock with the KLT show. Shout out to Kevin, man. We're gonna talk this Knicks versus Atlanta Hawks matchup. And I hope you enjoy the show. And you know if you have anything to say or or you have any want to chime in, definitely hit those comments. And you know, we'll, we'll address you. We'll address it. Address you. Special. Listen. And special, special, special attention goes to those who sends a super chat with the comments. All right. <laughs> all right. Definitely read you out loud. No money talks, y'all. Cream. Exactly. Cream gives the money dollar bills. Yeah, you know, it helps the channel. It helps the channel. It helps the, the, the writers. I, I don't buy Jordans with it. I don't even buy humans with it. I just help grow the channel and help grow the KOT show. All right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, um, like... This is a really interesting matchup, guys, because this there's a lot of little subplots, and although it seems like it could be an easy win because the Knicks have won three, the, all three games, there's, there's a little bit of uncertainty when it comes to the matchups because of who has been missing in a lot of these games, um, and and it turns to the, the coaching and Ethan Bogdanovich, who kind of joined the team before, right? So Lloyd Pierce was fired. In that first 14, first 20 games, it went 14, 20 in that first period before February. Lloyd Pierce is fired. Nate Mueller had taken over. And since then, uh, Atlanta has gone on a little bit of a tear. And it went from a negative plus 45, 4.5 um, rating, that rating, <clears throat> into a positive. And they've actually had a really big winning percentage after that all-star break since Nate Mueller has gone over. Actually, their record was better than New York after Nate McMillan has taken over, which makes this matchup even more interesting. Um, one matchup that we have to definitely look at is this Trey Young matchup, man. Talk of the town so far has been Trey Young versus everybody. Alfred Payton, D 
Derrick Rose or or whatever point guard we decide to play versus the Atlanta Hawks. You already know that Tom Thibodeau, he's a guy who's pretty stubborn and he doesn't feel like Alfred Payton should be taken off the bench. But I do feel like at some point, you know, that could change. But first of all, let me get your points first of all. How do you feel about the Alfred Payton versus Trey Young matchup? And do you feel like that matchup is going to change as the series goes over, goes down? I'm really honestly have very little confidence in Alfred Payton guarding Trey Young. Very little. And the reason is, is, is because Alfred Payton, see, like I said, okay, there's a, in Tom Thibodeau's team, but in NBA in jail, but Tom Thibodeau more than most coaches. You get a lot of preparation before every game. They get to, they study the tendencies of their main opponents, and they know what they're going to do. And even with that, Peyton could not stay in front of, of Trey Young. And Trey Young is a tremendous player, but I want to say like he's not like as quick as let's say Kyrie Irving. Right. He's not that fast. So you got to be able to keep. And in Tom Thibodeau's defense. The key is keeping people out of the paint from the point of attack. So we cannot, this is okay. It's going to be 48 minute grind every single game. So we, we can maybe with, you know, withstand that. But the problem I'm concerned with is in trying to guard Trey Young, Mr. Payton may put him on the line or at least, you know, commit early fouls that gets them in the bonus early. Right. You know, that hurts. In the playoffs, every foul shot counts, man. So that's I'm concerned about that. I'm very concerned. And I'm hoping that he has a short lease and Frank Nilakina is going in there. You know, it's funny though. I um I do feel like the foul shooting is gonna be a point of contention. Trey already, he just averages so many fouls drawn from the jump. I believe he's averaging about eight point seven foul attempts shot potential game against the Knicks uh, and that might be no matter who's on home because Droopy told Raw Derrick Rose who I want to start he's had problems um guarding Trey Young as well um oh, I, yeah 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 Trey Young is not an easy cover but that's that's why you know we've been pushing for four years now the defensive prowess of one Frank Nilakina. And that seven foot wingspan bothers Trey Young. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely does. Dallas, your thoughts on the Trey Young point guard matchup? Yeah, it, that's uh, that's what almost all of us I think is going to come down to. Um, so the camera's out too far, by the way, Dallas. <laughs> oh, hey, am I am I back now? Can you, you see back. me? You okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, most of this is, uh, I think most of this matchup is going to come down to this. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, Ra, on the problems with Alfred Payton, um, especially just, uh, so what you're, what you're going to have happen if you're guarding Trey Young, Trey Young is you're going to go through um, just the ringer of screens. Um, you're going to be uh, seeing uh, on-ball staggers. You're going to see pick and rolls um, all the time. And Clint Capella is the primary partner. Right. And the man is an incredible screen setter. So uh, he, you know, honed his talents with James Harden, um, another awesome 
uh, pick and roll uh, player. And uh, you'll have him changing the direction of the screen, setting a screen, um, resetting screens. Yeah, the resetting screens. Uh, <laughs> and it's really difficult as a point of attack defender um, to continue fighting over those screens. Um, and, and just, I mean, we have an enormous amount of film on this right now. Um, uh, Alfred Payton is just not good at fighting over screens. Um, he, I don't know whether it's, um, he doesn't have the flexibility. Uh, you know, it requires, uh, you know, you, Frank has the length where he sort of can step over the screener, um, and often remain on the body of the, um, of the ball handler. Um, but Alfred almost every single time, and you just, I've watched the, the recent, uh, or the three games from this season, uh, just of the last two days here. Um, and just about. (laughs) <laughs> anytime a screen is set and even when one isn't set um the the hawks are really excellent at slipping screens and they time it really well but even even when it isn't set alfred payton ends up on the rear shoulder um of trey young uh and often with space between them um so in drop and trail coverage um you're going to end up on the back of the def- uh the 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 point guard, no matter what, that's just, I mean, that's the designed defense, but you have to stay connected rear view contest and fight to get back in front. And we just, we don't see it from Alfred at the right. level that we, we need to see it. So and, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you <laughs> on not starting Alfred, but I, I'm not sure whether that's going to happen. No, they, I know they're going to start him. They're going to start him. I just want him to play, you know, his 10 minutes and get out. That's it. I mean, just <laughs> 10 minutes and then don't play him anymore. And I, and, and I can see that happening. Realistically, I can, I know he's going to start. But he doesn't need to play 20 minutes. Or this is the playoffs. So everybody knows everybody's plays. Okay? Everybody knows everybody's plays. So it comes down to the playmakers. This is where you get a Trey Young. This is where you get a LeBron. It comes down to the Trey make the playmakers. And so if you could slow down Trey Young enough, like, like you said, he's going to get his foul shots, Jalen. Right. Yeah. He's going to get his point. But him. if you can make him hoist him from half court because he can't get any closer without getting locked up, we in good shape. You know, we in good shape there. Or if he's got to take 26 shots to get 26 points, we in good shape, you know. And so I don't mind that, but I just don't want Alfred Payton in trying to guard him like in Dallas that made excellent points because he's going to he's going to get he might get he might get calls for foul fighting through the screen, call for foul bumping Trey Young while he's going through the screen. And and Dallas, let me ask you, when you looked at the three games, how many times did you see that type of situation where Trey Young is going on his, on, on a get the pick from Capella, and the, somebody fouls Trey Young from behind. He's going through the pick, and then he tosses the ball up, and he's trying mm-hmm. to get the shots, you know, while he's going through the pick. So you you need a guy, and Frank has the, the hip movement, the the foot movement, and the length to bother Trey Young. You're gonna and Frank note like. Since he's been in the league, when he guards Kyrie Irving or when he guards Kemba Walker, he knows he's going to get a million screens. They know any any team knows that this kid is on them, they got to put a million screens on. So they're going to do that. But Frank knows how to fight through those screens. Like mm-hmm. I said, it should be like this: start Alfred Payton, play him his normal first six or seven minutes of the first quarter. Don't see him again, and then put and then from that point on, whenever Trey Young comes in the game, Frank Nilakina is in the game. Whenever Trey Young sits, Frank Nilakina sits. He should be like white on rice on him the whole series. I'm just, I'm not confident that's going to happen. And shout out to the New York traffic outside honking the horns over there. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you know how it is in Brooklyn, man. We all mad all the time over here. All right. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, 
I feel like for Frank to be on Trey full time, it's going to be have to be a like a massacre happen. And the, the thing, the thing, the thing to me is you, we all know Tom is is stubborn. Um, he's he's going to start off at least game one getting his fifteen minutes again because that's just been the pattern and, and Tom likes patterns. But you already know when the playoffs come, the intensity is up a little bit more. We don't have fifteen minutes a game. Right. To, to waste at this point, you know what I mean. Right. So, so I, I'm hoping at this point of the season, anyway, he makes those decisions a little bit quicker, and we and we go more of a, you know, maybe you go with an Alec Burks situation. I mean, a Derrick Rose situation, or maybe not even have, you know, our point guards because Derrick Rose got got clobbered too. Because every time I saw Derrick Rose, listen, Derrick Rose only played two games with the Atlanta Hawks, right? There was a game yeah. where he played, he scored eight points um, in his first game. And a lot of the problems he had was chasing chasing Trey Young around yeah. the screens, Trey Young yeah. stopping all of a sudden and grabbing the foul. Yes. Yeah, like, he, he killed him with that move like 50 times. The second game, he scored 20 points. But, you know, Trey, he was out by the third quarter. He was able to kick some mojo. So, for me, even with Derrick Rose starting, because you know everybody wants Derrick Rose to start, we still have a problem. Yeah, I don't want him starting. To, if if I was going to start somebody aside from Alfred Payton, I tell you what, I'd start Alec Burke at the point guard. But even if Alec Burke starts at the point guard, my thing is, we can't. Alec, he, Alec Burke's the course too. I, we might have to put Reggie on Trey from from the rip. Or, or yeah, you might, but see, then okay, but see, you got to guard. You got to guard Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Right me out of his mind i mean he has been i've been watching him catch the ball twist and shoot from 25 without even looking twice like he's almost like like curry right now he is shooting the ball at a very very high level so in order to short circuit him you have to short circuit young and frank is our best shot at doing that you put frank on him and i'm telling you because you can't it's not like okay dallas i'm sorry i cut i cut in front of you man um it's not like kyrie irving with Ir- Irving wants to be the man, and he wants to score the points. You can double him and get the ball out of his hand. He's not going to hit the right open guy all the time. Yeah, no, yeah. Trey Young is going yeah. to. Trey Young is going to. Facts. So you got to du- You cannot double him. You got to have. And we are fortunate that we got Bullock and we got Frank, and they can guard him. So, uh, but with one more thing about Alfred Payton, though, that I don't want to sleep on. Lots of times in the playoffs, the refs let you play a little bit more physical. Hmm. And that might work to EP's advantage because the, the game, because like I said, both teams will know each other's plays backwards. Nobody, they're not going to run anything we don't know. We're not going to run anything they don't know. It's about the playmakers, and because of, and the games are very intense. That's why most playoff games are low scoring. And so what happens is it's more physical. The refs let them play more because it comes down to just a couple of plays, and they don't want to be the ones to dictate the game in the playoffs. So. They're going to let you play. That might work to EP's advantage. If he could be a little bit more physical on Trey Young, we might he might get somewhere with him. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and the thing is, too, if EP gets out of his head, because the first game that we played the Hawks, EP actually did pretty well. You know, he actually mm-hmm. was able to use his size against Trey Young, um, have him Trey work on that defensive end. And and cause you know cause a little bit of problems just by going to the hole and finishing. He hasn't been finishing at the rate he's been um, lately, and it, he's I don't know if it's in his head or like the Garden fans are in his head because I was reading I was reading something where like Garden fans are heckling him at this point. Mm-hmm. He, as soon as the Garden opened up and fans were allowed, 
They were giving it to Peyton is what I've been reading. I think I think Berman wrote it. I think Berman might have wrote it. So maybe Berman. it's got into his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be yelling Frank the Lakina thirteen thousand. Oh my god! <laughs> but but yo, we definitely gonna have to slow down Trey at some point, and um, I would definitely like to have Frank evolved a little bit more. He is the best pick and roll defense on the team. I actually think I saw Trace trying to steal some of his pick and roll moves. I saw not Trey, I mean Alfred. I saw oh you know how you know how um Frank he tries he does his like little spin move to get around the picks. I saw Alfred try that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> I was like is, is Frank training him on the side? Like what's probably Frank would that's just- that's one of those like uh, just you know that Frank is a defensive savant because like that's if you, I mean you talk to any coach you'd never turn your back to the ball like that but right. he's capable of doing it and still recovering um, effectively uh, and that's that's one of those things Frank does that's just t- boggles my mind it's so impressive so impressive it, it, it's super super duper. <laughs> Yeah, man. yeah, it doesn't work for other guys. <laughs> Definitely doesn't work. It did not look as smooth when Elf Plate tried it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, no. <laughs> but, you know, it was his first time trying it. Maybe he's working on that. Like, it's, it's been a point of contention in these workouts. I've heard that um, from the, I think RJ talked about it or somebody who said what they're working on right now is specifically how to stop, tra- slow down Trey Young and how not to foul him. So I know they're looking at playing a tape and hopefully to figure it out. Um, so hopefully, I mean, hopefully, Ra's right that they're going to call uh, this game a little bit looser and let 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 guys play, which will play to our advantage with that foul baiting and with you know you were, you kept mentioning uh, the way Trey puts defenders in jail and then right. you know and gets the shots off. Um, but here, so here's a here's a strategy I'm curious about whether whether what you guys think about. So Trey Young's, um, you were just mentioning uh, about his ability to pass. Um, and he not only, I mean, is, he knows, um, you know, where, where it's just incredibly where guys are all the time on the court, um, in the system that they play. So he whips passes all over the place. Um, and he's just an incredible passer and in pick and rolls specifically, um, uh, pick and roll finishers, uh, like the roll men, when right. he finds them, average like it's like 1.2 points per possession. It's a really high number. Um, but as a finisher himself, he averages like 0.98 points per possession, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a relatively low number compared right. to that their average offensive set. So, so the way I have been thinking about it, and I, I mean I don't know that this is the ideal strategy, but um, uh, uh, Noel and Gibson neither of them are capable of doing what somebody like Mitchell Robinson could do, which is sort of stunt at Trey young right. uh, and be big enough to force him to pass it and yet still recover with his length um, uh, to disrupt the lob. Right. Noel um, is springier than um, Taj, but his positioning is worse. Um, picking his ball yeah. position or his yeah. uh, uh, drop positioning and Taj's positioning is way better, but he uh, doesn't have the ups um, and he just doesn't have the athleticism anymore to really uh, disrupt. So, I mean, I just don't think either of those guys are going to be able to take away both, but if you can take away the lob um, by having the big cheat that way a little bit um, and sort of egg Trey young into a finisher right. and just let him shoot floaters um, 
that's one of the most inefficient shots in the NBA, and he's not been that efficient at them this season. You know, 0.98 points per possession. I'd rather him do that than collapse and try to take away his drives, I think. You know, and I I could be wrong about this, but and take away his drives at the cost of then exactly what, you know, you were just pointing out, him then picking you apart, finding the open shooters where bogey isn't going to miss um kevin herter's been shooting i mean you know they have shooters everywhere right uh john collins can even shoot uh or or finding you know capella or collins on lops um it's just devastating once he once you open up passing lanes by over helping um so anyways that's i mean that's a that's an idea i'm curious if if you guys have thoughts about that if you could force him into a contested floater it would be great i think that's a great strategy but the problem is is that he gets a step on guys or half a step, and that's that's difficult. Now you're now you're playing with poison because, you know, he'll hit a lot of those. Even though he, you know, even though like you said, he he's not a good finisher. He's not a finisher type of guy. But because he's small, um, but if he if he if he starts hitting that floater, and they get up ten because of that, I mean, this is going to be tough, man. This you know. So I I just really think that we really need to get a we we are fortunate to have a guy that can really guard him straight up without no help okay like if you're playing against Anthony Davis or like I said a Kyrie Irving or you're playing against uh you know somebody like a Jason Tatum you need help you need him to get the ball out of his hand but if you could get a guy that could guard Trey Young one-on-one that solves a whole bunch of problems and we have that I just hope we utilize it. That's really what it comes down to. We got to utilize Frank Nilakina. He can guard Trey Young with no help. He doesn't need anybody to help him double Trey Young. He can guard him 94 feet and drive him crazy for, you know, whatever time Trey Young. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. That's a huge, that's like cutting the head off the snake, you know? So um, if, and that's what I'm saying. To me, that's the key to the series. If we can, if we can neutralize Trey Young, we're going to win this series pretty handily. Because that, like you said, Dallas, John Collins can shoot the rock. Yeah. Donovan can shoot yeah. the rock. That's something uh, they got some shooters, man. And they're bringing back the kid they got from Virginia. What's that kid's name? Um, DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre yeah, DeAndre Hunter. Hunter. He's coming back. Herder can shoot the ball. These guys can all shoot, man. They surrounded train with shooters. And so, and then they got the lob threat with uh, with Capella. I mean, obviously. So if you can take away Trey Young's ability to get in the lane and make him be a jump shooter, a contested jump shooter. We can win this game. We could win this series pretty easily. But if you're going to get him on the foul line for 20 times and you're going to get them in the bonus with, you know, seven minutes left in the quarter, we're going to have it. It's going to be difficult. It's going to yeah. be very difficult. And I'll say, I'll say this. Like, if Frank is not in the game, I wouldn't be opposed to trying, I guess, more of a drop coverage. But I, I, I still kind of stunt just a tad, even if, the, even if the intention is just to cover the lob. Just because if, you, if you're looking at the, like, the film um, of – of Noel trying to guard <laughs> Capella and his long arms. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. He he gets beat. He, he always gets that lob pass in there. And on top of that, he's always out of his position to even get a, a decent rebound on Capella. And even when he's in position, he, he's has problems because Capella just kind of pushes him off the off that ledge and off mm-hmm. his spot and just kind of grabs the ball over him. So mm-hmm. I do feel like I, f- I do feel like it will kind of make things simpler for Noel mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. um, because, you know, listen, Capella, he's averaged 12. Well, the first game, 
Capella had 12 points, 12 rebounds versus Mitch, right? Uh, and then since then, with Mitch Robinson out, he's had 20 rebound games. And mm-hmm. average 20 rebounds a game and seven and a half on the offensive ground with learners Noel. If we can simplify the defensive scheme to Noel, maybe just maybe we have a, a fighting chance. Not to say not to say it's going to work, but it, what's happening these last two games certainly hasn't been working. And you know what's the definition of insanity is is trying the same thing and expecting a different result. So I'm, I'm all for switching it up and just to see if it works. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm definitely yeah. In. Yeah, so what, what happens there, I mean, it's an excellent point, but what happens is um, Kirk Goldsberry has sometimes called them Kobe assists, <laughs> where like, you know, like Kobe used to put it up, sometimes he'd miss it, but because he had so much gravity, right. there'd be so much attention on him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then Powell Gasol or whatever would have just an easy rebound because his Powell's man is focused on Kobe and not on Powell, so he can get into position, right? So when Noel steps up to try to, you know, stunt at Trey, um, uh, what happens is Capella can move around behind him. Right. And he loses track of him. This is one one thing that Mitch actually was doing an excellent job of yeah. developing this year is having that backhand holding on to the jersey of the big while you're in drop coverage and not losing track of him. But Noel just doesn't have the same length and size. Um, but uh, so when Noel loses track, Capella can move around and get rebounding position. Then it doesn't matter as much if you know if Trey misses, he throws it up. Capella's got Capella's got position, um, and he's gonna he's gonna end up getting rebounds and e- easy buckets because then you know Noel's boxed out. Um, so yeah, that's a it's a it's definitely, and we just don't have anybody with with real size. Yeah, to we don't have anybody with real with size to deal with it until Mitch comes back. Uh, please, I don't know if he's gonna he's gonna come back for the second round or not. And even against of- against Joel, man, if we don't if we don't have Mitch, it's, it's all. I mean, Joel is just gonna eat. Taj and Noel, they're too little. They're too small. It's oh Joe Hugg's gonna beast. <laughs> oh, he's definitely gonna beast. That's that's gonna be. <laughs> but really um, tough matchup for us without Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, man, Mitch Robinson makes things a lot easier for us, man. A lot yeah. easier for us, man. But um, you know, here's the thing, though, guys. Like, I know they have the Trey Young advantage, right? But we also have an advantage, you know. So we have a guy. When Julius Randle, who averaged 37 points per game, I mean, against the Hawks, um, gives you 12.3 rebounds against the Hawks, and gave us 6.7 assists at 58% from the field and 50% from three. So they're going to have a problem guarding him as well. Um, I've heard an interesting... I've heard an interesting idea on how to deal with Trey, you know? And the idea was... I think it was from John Schmelk's podcast. The idea was, you know, give him the LeBron treatment, which is interesting. This is an interesting way to think about it. Because you know how the the Knicks are kind of, you know, they run their offense through Randall anyway. And you know how, you know, when these have these big overpowering guys, they'll cause a switch to cause the mismatch on the pick just to get the little guy on them. So maybe if you're doing something like that, where you do like, you know, a one one four pick and roll with Elf or maybe rolls force trade a switch and then just wear him down <laughs> that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, um, I, I, we didn't even like we, we start obviously with the defensive side because that's how the Knicks win games with the defensive side. But they're going to have a problem guarding us. Exactly. They are. Our second unit crushes their second unit. 
Our secondary is so much better than theirs. I mean, with D Rose and IQ and and um, and um, our Burks, our second unit is is way better than theirs. And so, and not, and not only that, with D Rose and Burks, you got playoff experience in the second unit. So we're really good on the second unit with them. And so when Trey Young comes out the game, I think we're in good shape. So, but it's just an outfit, like you said, us offensively. Listen, if RJ doesn't have those Ray Charles glasses on, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be a problem for them because because Julius they don't have an answer for Julius Randle they just don't. <laughs> exactly, they don't have an answer for him. So and and Tom runs the um, the triangle with Julius at the um, pinch post. So you get Julius the ball there, he's gonna kill them, man. I mean, really, he does. He's been doing it. You know, he's, he's been got, doing it. Has he had two forty point games against them? Yeah, pretty sure. He's averaging 37 a game. The last yeah. game was definitely a 40-piecer. Yeah, Even yeah. last year when we sucked, yeah, yeah. whenever we saw Atlanta, he, he dropped like a, a cool 30 on their head just because. The first game was 44, <laughs> and I think the last game he dropped 40. So they don't have it. He, he, you know, Julius is kryptonite to them. So if if we are getting any production from Bullock or, or RJ or Burks, Man, we're going to be in good shape. At best, it's going to be a shootout if we can't, you know, contain Trey Young. But we, I think, offensively, we got them pretty good. I mean, and and that's where they have made their biggest improvement since Nate McMillan took over on the defensive end, uh, on the defensive side of the basketball. They became a different team. I don't know how he did it because it just seemed like they didn't care defensively at first. But now. They play really good defense, man. Nick McMillan, I, I loved him. I always liked him as a coach. I liked him as a player, but when he used to coach Portland, man, I liked him ever since. Then. I don't know what Indiana was thinking and letting him walk, but when Atlanta made him the coach, I said, okay, watch Atlanta. Watch out because this guy, he's a coach, man. Yeah, he, 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 you got someone to add to Dallas? Huh? Um, I'm I'm on board with the uh, the smoke strategy you were suggesting. Um, I, I think not just um, Julius Randle, but uh, try to get uh, him switched onto RJ too. That's a good um, point. RJ, it might be a little easier to get him switched onto RJ too because uh, you know the Hawks are going to fight like hell to not have Trey end up on. And if if that does happen, especially if it's if it's Alfred Payton setting the screen. Um, they're going to be happy to sort of abandon Elfin right. for a second to yeah. recover, right? But with with RJ, um, you might be able to get that switch a little easier. And RJ is <laughs> infinitely stronger than uh, oh yeah, that's Trey and should chicken. be. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and RJ's been doing a really nice job too of taking guys uh, in the post too um, uh, lately. So if he could get you know if he can if he can just back Trey down, that would be that'd be pretty sweet. But yeah, this is you know like sometimes people um, have pointed out that like. In the regular season, team defense is significantly more valuable in a lot of contexts than man defense, but it sort of starts evening out once you get to the playoffs because teams spend so much time focusing on exploiting the weakest link just, yeah. by getting the mismatch and letting your star go to work. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a, a great idea. One, just in terms of uh, getting good shots, yeah. but two, tiring out their best player um and just you know i mean that's another thing that i think if this series is like you know four or five games you might not see but if it's a seven game series you might see the size advantage the knicks have and i think the toughness advantage the knicks right. have at a number of positions um start to play a role where the knicks can just i i mean i 
think they can wear teams down. And I think we sometimes have seen this through the regular season, but after, you know, a seven game series, trying to deal with Julius Randle, trying to deal with RJ Barrett, um, those are big, <laughs> those are big bruising guys. Those are, yeah, that no, excellent point. That's an excellent point. That's a really good point. I, I mean, I didn't think about it, but yeah, RJ, they could get, they could, they got a secondary opportunity if they could switch them onto RJ because he cannot handle RJ on the block. He can't do it. Exactly. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And then if we get tired, if we get Trey out, then we have to worry about the others. And, you know, Bogdanovich hurt us a little bit in that last game where he went off. He's a playmaker, but he's not the same level as Trey is. And, and no. also Lou as well. But I, I, I do. I love that idea, yo. Yeah, I love the idea of, like, just targeting Trey on ISO situations every time. That's right. Running the offense through RJ, through Randall. And <laughs> and just having it as his mercy at, at their mercy. We have shoes around. Everybody is shooting forty percent and above. That's right. At that point, if you take Alfred Payton out, um, yeah, I love that strategy, man. I do. That's a and they're they're gonna send doubles. If I mean, if that happens, they're sending. I mean, they've already been sending doubles against Julius um, in some of these matchups. Especially, they try to get. They're not sending them early. Or at least they haven't yet. So right. we might we might see that. But they usually try to do like, you know, Julius, he'll get on the post. And when he turns his head like to do a fake right. and, and then he comes back to the middle of the paint, you know, the the de- defender closest on the guarding a, a wing shooter, for example, will then be in his face with the double as soon as he turns back to, to, to turn to the paint. Um, so they've been sending those like late doubles. Um, but yeah, if you have Trey Young on RJ Barrett or... Randall at any point you get you can guarantee a doubles coming immediately um, which should open up things um, for them as passers if they can if they can make the right reads absolutely I, f- I feel like they've been do- they've been doing some zone on us too but you know I don't think it's as smart to do that with us right now considering the way we're shooting and we've just seen them all year that you know we've, we kind of know how to combat them at this point so you can't give a steady zone up defense anymore but I, I want to get back to certain something that raw mentioned before um and that's our advantage with the bench because, like we said, our bench is so strong at this point, man. We have the third best offensive bench in the NBA. I think a lot of that has to do with Derrick Rose. Um, and also, another thing, you know, they have Bogdanovich, right? They have Bogdanovich, and people keep saying that, you know, Bogdanovich is the X Factor. He's been torching us. He hasn't played the first two games with Nate McMillan. And... He's a, a guy that we have to contest with when it comes to this matchup. But I think what people are forgetting is that the Knicks um, have Alec Burks, who's only played one game with them versus the Hawks in, I think, January. And he scored only eight points. But that version of Alec Burks is way different than end-of-season Alec Burks, who has a different role, who's playing more of a point guard, who's been more of a closer. So... I think you kind of have to factor that in with some of these analysts who say, you know, they got Bogdanovich now. They haven't faced Alec Burks yet as a steady point guard um, backing us up. So that's something you definitely have to remember. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at, okay, so they start Trey Young at the one. They got Bogdanovich at the two. They got Capella at the five. John Collins at the four. And I think they start Herter, right, at the three? I think they start Kevin yeah. Herter. So since Hunter's been injured, I think that's been the yeah, lineup. Yeah, yeah. I think Hunter maybe did before. I don't. Yeah. I think. Early yeah. In the but then they have Lou Williams coming off the bench. Um, they got Lou Williams. They got Solomon Hill. 
Danilo Gallinari. Um, you know, so they got a decent bench also, but that bench does not play the defense. No. No. So so that's what I'm saying. With with Rose and Quick and Burks and then Taj. Taj, yeah. Really got the advantage on you know, on the second unit. So and and the second unit, I don't know, maybe you know this, Jalen, but I think our second unit is really gotta be probably top five in points. I mean per, per game. We're top three. We're top okay, three in so points per game unit, in the second unit. Oftentimes our second unit outscored the first unit. So um I think we could we could really have an advantage whenever Trey Young's not in the game, okay? Because the second unit is going to be rough. And if yeah. we can get if we can get RJ or Julius to get John Collins in any foul trouble, we're in really good shape. Yeah. I think. Let me give you the stats too. Since I'm sorry, since the All Star break, I'm sorry. Since the All Star break, raw, we're top three, okay? Um, in um, bench scoring for 48 minutes. We're scoring 105.2 points per game. This is according to Schalk. Schmalk, I've seen him had a nice little tweet thread on Twitter. And yeah, Atlanta is averaging 95.6 points per game from the bench since that same time period. So we do have the edge when it comes to bench scoring. I thought so. Because right. they their bench, like um, Lou Williams and Danilo Gallinari, are, are dynamic scorers, you know, but they don't play any defense. And so we have we have two way players on our you know yeah. in our uh, scheme on on the bench our second unit we have two way players because now that D Rose is playing D Rose is playing the best defense I've ever seen him play so he's playing good defense uh, enough to stop a second unit guy and then IQ plays good defense and now you got of course Taj and and well Burks is probably the weakest defender in the rotation but um, other than that. We're in good shape, I think. We're definitely in good shape. You know, when we pause the conversation right now, I was so into this conversation, I didn't even realize that people were queued up in the queue. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> you slipping. You keeping people waiting. Yeah, man. Nah, the conversation was flowing. I was loving the information coming out from, from the Dallas rural, from the analysis and the ideas. I was loving it. I was all into it. Um, but, yeah, salute to the – shout out to salute to the chat. First of all first – of, Shout out to Nucky Fresh is in the building, all right? Shout out to Nucky, Nucky Fresh. Fresh. Yeah, man. Nucky Fresh in the building. He's going to the he's going to Atlanta these playoffs games, man. And he's donating he's donating. Hold on. I'm not even gonna reveal what it is yet. Oh shoot. I'm not even gonna reveal what it is yet. I'm just gonna tell you it's nice. Yo. Alright. He's donating a pretty good gift um for these Knicks playoffs in honor of KOT's show. So we will oh. be raffling that off. All right, during this playoff run, so shout out to Nuggy Fresh uh, for donating to the channel and for for the cause, and I'm gonna let you know what that is. So so stay tuned, all right? (laughs) So shout out to yo, shout out to my guy Nuggy Fresh, and been a huge supporter of the KOT show. All right, right. yeah, 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 doing big things, doing big things. All right, shout out to Junior Karuma, Anthony Two One Two. uh, everybody else is rocking with the KT Show. Jay from Florida. And everybody over there who's new. If you lose, you liking the channel, you liking the discussion, like, subscribe to the channel. Um, we're going to be doing these post games after these games um, for these playoff series. So definitely you want to like, subscribe, and tune in after the game to watch us break down these Knicks Hawks runs. All right. Um, you know what else I want to do? I right, it's, it's time for some energy, guys. It's time for some energy, guys. I'm bring going, it, bring it, bring it. Yeah, I'm bringing the energy. I'm bringing in a, a, a crowd favorite. Who crowd favorite? You now have entered the chat. 
Uh, so you are now live on the KOT show. I'm going to wait for you to hit that KOT live button a few times and hit that stream button. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, no, J. Ellis. Oh, no, KOT. Oh, no, Uncle Raw. Oh, no, Dallas. That's not enough, Knicks fans. I said, are you we are ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. For the 13 to 15,000 that will be in attendance for games one and two, and for the millions watching at home, okay. like myself and y'all. That's Let's get ready Let's, to rumble. Let's go. You witnessing the massacre firsthand. You love to see it, man. The New York Knicks are in the playoffs. It's finally here. I've been fiending, I've been waiting. <laughs> And I'm ready to unleash the demons on the Atlanta mm. Hawks. Are you crazy? You think I'm scared nah, or nervous? Never that. These guys don't have the bench that we have. No, they These don't. guys don't have an answer that's unstoppable like us. No. We got an answer for Trigger Trey Young. It's called the French freak, Frank Nilakina. That's I'll right. When you give me an answer for Julius Randle, what's their answer? No answer. That's right. <laughs> they don't have one. They don't have an answer for Julius Randle, baby. So with that being said, hopefully Coach Gibbs isn't stubborn. I think this is the French freak Frank Nilakina's moments. Mm. I think this is why he was put on this planet for this series mm. so he could Bruce Bowen it up, so he could Marcus Smart it up, so he could Ruben Patterson it up the way that mm. Ruben Patterson did against Kobe back in the days. This is his moment to shine. And if Coach did doesn't play the French freak, it's probably going to be a wrap for his Knicks tenure, unfortunately. And I think he'll go <laughs> to another team and be successful. But with that being said, I'm worried about the Hawks and their rebounding because because obviously we don't have Mitchell Robinson. Right, right. Other than that, I'm worried about Trey Young flopping because that's going that's something that we don't have control of. The referees and how they're going to call the game, how they're going to officiate it. And with that being said, I'm really just pumped up, hyped up, proud of the team, proud of the culture change, proud of y'all for covering these games because people don't know how it is to cover this team when they're not doing good all the time. They don't know. Me? So this is mad exciting. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the show. Shout out to the moment. I'm going to get emotional Sunday before the game and shed some tears. Man. But once that game starts, it's on. It's on. It's on. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Keep cooking, man. I'm going to keep watching. Let's go, Knicks, Let's baby. Go. Let's Tell go, em. Knicks. Tell them. Go. Come. Yo, I'm about to run through this hallway right now, man. Shout out to Tell him Alejandro always brings the energy. 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 Man, he got the right name. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Sirens is going off in the background. Just so crazy exactly. over here. That's it. Arrest this man. He's causing a riot over here in the lab. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not snitching. I'm not telling him where he is. Oh, no, nothing. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. Oh, my God. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. I don't know who else was in the chat, but I think he heard that call and left the line. <laughs> he was like, yo, he was like, it's too much. it was too much heat. That call, that call can't top that. Can't top that. You can't. Man. Let me calm down. Let me call down. Woo! Shoot. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Tello, man. Oh, man. Tello. Y'all love y'all, man. Y'all don't even know. I love it here. That was fun. Oh, my gosh. I love it here. Oh, man. Uh. Yeah, I'm definitely clipping this call. Yo, definitely. I'm definitely Def clipping this call. <laughs> that one, yeah. Clip that one, baby. 
Oh man, but shout shout to the people in the chat, man. Shout out to the people. What's the answer to Julius Randle? No there ain't no answer. Ain't no answer. Dude, you got to do that over like a montage of like highlights of Julius Randle scoring. Oh, oh, like, oh yes, yes, yes. Old old Dallas, clips of Frank shutting down Trey Young too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Dallas, that's your gift, baby. Let's do that. Yeah, man. Let's get these clips. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get these clips. Get these clips. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Get them oh, clips. Man. You're the pro. Oh man. All right. Shout out to the chat. I've calmed down. <laughs> it sounds like the police have given up. You called dog jail. Yeah, calm down. It sounds like the police has given up. I heard the, the, the whoop whoop. That means we out. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. oh man, I don't even know where to go from this. We, what are, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from this. Oh man. All right. Oh, man, tell him. Man, boy. Yeah, salute to the chat, yo. Shout out to Grim Reaper too. I see you also in the chat, man. Oh. All right. You know what? You know what? You know what I just want to. You know what? Let me ask you guys a question. Um, Because we already know what the strengths and weaknesses is. What do you feel of the X factors in this game? Well, one we've been mentioning a lot. Frank Nilakini is an X factor. Yeah. I feel like he's an X factor. Um, I mean, aside from the two stars like Trey Young and Julius Randle, right? Right. Frank is an X factor. And I think RJ and Kevin Herter are going to be X-Factor as well. I agree with you. If Our- Kevin Herter is shooting the ball, they got another threat aside, because you know Bogdanovich is going to shoot it. So, right. so if Kevin Herter is also, ugh, it's going to be hard. So, uh, But Frank and him, to me, are the big X-Factors. Um, yeah, that, that's what I'm, I, I'm, I'm... I mean, there's a lot of guys. You know, the playoffs, you know, you never know who's going to come out. It's the theater, man, but dang. I don't know. I mean, those are the two that come to the top of my mind. What you think, Dallas? That's what I come to the top yeah. of my mind. My man said Badman Barrett is different than X Factor. I'm with you. The Badman Barrett is an X Factor for yeah. sure. You just don't know. He, he's a guy who's so unflappable. It seems like he's just made for playoffs in high pressure moments. Um, I think he's been averaging 17 points a game against these Atlanta Hawks. Um, so, yeah, 17 points a game, 47% from the field from R.J. Barrett against the Hawks, 37% from three. So mm-hmm. I definitely think he's an X factor. Anybody, there's a lot of new guys who just hasn't really touched the playoffs before. So all these guys are X factors. But um, R.J. is definitely one of them. I have another one in mind that's a big X factor in my mind. But I'm going to let you go ahead first, Dallas. Um, sure, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm on board with Frank, obviously, as an X factor. Um, and, yeah, R.J., I hadn't thought about it as much. But if he has... Um, you know, he's got whoever, if it's Kevin Herter, for example, guarding him uh, at the three, that's a there's a big size strength advantage there. Um, he might be able to cook a little bit. But the two that I would think of, um, so, you know, one thing people sometimes talk about, you know, you go to the, you go to the playoffs and bench benches shorten usually right. and bench minutes shorten um, and you play your starters more minutes. But oftentimes with Tibbs, um, he's already in the regular season sort of maxed out the minutes his starters can play, right? Like Julius has been playing huge minutes lately. Right. Um, but one place or maybe even two, two places where um, there are, there's room for minutes to increase and uh, uh, guys that could be really valuable, I think, uh, would be IQ yes. uh, and uh, Trey Burks. Yes. So um, both of those guys, too, offer something, especially um, – you know, uh, 
at, in end of game situations, one thing that happens for the Knicks is they struggle to create good shots. Yeah. And part of the reason is because, you know, they go to this Julius Randle, uh, 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 Rose pick and roll, which is often super effect, oftentimes super effective, but at end of game situations, teams collapse the paint against it. Um, yeah. And they're not willing to pass because, and I think it's a Tibbs thing, and it's a thing lots of coaches do. They don't want to risk a turnover at the end of the game because they want to make sure they get a shot up, right? Especially if it's like a close game or something like that. But then you end up against a collapsed defense, really struggling to get anything good. Right. But IQ and Trey Burks both have a skill that's otherwise missing. They can pull up, yeah, they can pull up, shoot, mm-hmm. right? Both of those guys can shoot from really deep. And they can do it off the dribble and pretty much can get you a good shot almost any time because of that skill. So, like, you know, if the offense really is bogging down or you really need a shot, you know, Trey Burks can come around a screen and hit a three. Yeah, Alec Burks. It, or, sorry, yeah. Oh, I did say <laughs> Trey Burks. Is, hold on. It's all good. Oh, all that, good. I, <laughs> uh, Alec Burks. Yeah, my bad. Um, that's that's going back a few a few years. Uh, yeah, man. Shout yeah. out to Trey, yo. Shout out to Trey and his family because actually Trey's family actually really supported the show. Shout out to Trey and his family. Go ahead, but go Trey, ahead. Trey Burke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, Trey Burke is like you know uh, poor man's AI man. I like Trey Burke. Yeah. Especially when he had the braids and he dropped forty on Kimberly. Mm-hmm. He was he was fun, man. Uh, that was a, he was like a an occasional bright spot spot in some really dark dark seasons. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Alec Bricks, my bad. Uh, yeah, so I think those two guys could be X factors because of that sort of both minutes, minutes. Uh, there's room for their minutes to go up, and then the schematic thing too, with them being able to get shots uh, at in crunch time when uh, maybe other guys aren't going to be able to create. Now I agree with you there. You, you remember mine when you talked about Emmanuel quickly, but especially Alec Burks, who's been. Um, he's kind of he's been playoff tested as well. Not as you know, not as not like you know deep playoff runs, but he's tasted the playoffs. Um, his favorite shot is that is shooting the three off the, straight off the pick. Like that's the thing he does effortlessly. He knows his spot on the floor. Even his first game back, he went straight to that his first shot in the game. He was like, "Oh, pick three off three off the pick." Good, all right off the dribble. I'm like, okay. So in end of game situations, that skill is going to be valuable. And also, just IQ's IQ's fearlessness, man, is something that just can't be understated. This guy is never afraid of the moment. Um, I feel like IQ is going to win us a game. <laughs> I feel like he's. I feel like there's going to be a spurt where IQ just goes off, and we're going to be like, what in the hell is going on right now? Yo, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, he's averaging 17 points against the Atlanta Hawks in this series played so far. You know, he's probably seen extended minutes because it wasn't as much Derrick Rose and it wasn't as much Alec Burks. But he's played well against them. I mean, even defensively, he's played pretty well against them. But also, there's another thing I want to I want to talk about is the way he draws fouls. Like, if, if I'm the coach, I'm watching the way the fouls are being called versus Trey. And if those fouls are being called at that versus Trey. I'm unleashing IQ, and I'm telling him, "Listen, go back to your hunt, your foul hunting, and force him to make that call that way too." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he can't just make the foul call on one side of the ball and not call on the other. So, I feel like you know, those those are guys who we definitely have to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw somebody in the chat say, "EP, he feels like EP can have a good game." I'm like, okay. Hey, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive, man. I'm hoping. 
I'm hoping EB can wake up, man, because we need it. Um, but shout out to you guys. Yo, okay, I see Fritz is in the chat. I see you, Fritz. I'm gonna bring you into the chat real quick. Are uh, you gonna bring Fritz in the chat? Man? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I saw him on the stream. He's like, yo, yo, I got something to say. I want to get in the chat, so I'm bringing Fritz back in this chat. Yeah. Fritz, you are now live on the KOT show. What's going on? Hey, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the point guard uh, situation. Um, you know, we were talking about Alfred Payton earlier, and Alfred Payton's such an emotional player. Like he's, it's a double-edged sword. Some days, like when his emotions are going the right way, and he's assertive. He looks like a like a legit threat at point guard. And other times when he's unfocused, like he's a disaster. Right. And um, our first game, fifteen thousand in the seats. I'm not sure which way Alfred Payton's gonna go. Yeah. So um, that that's that's my fear. Is fifteen thousand in the garden? Motions are running high. First pit playoff game. Alfred Payton, I don't, I don't feel good about that first few minutes of the game. Um, so, uh, Frank, the, the other thing is, Tom hasn't really been working Frank into that lineup. So I'm, I'm just like, okay, is is he really going to do this? Is he, is he really going to give Frank, you know, enough, enough playing time? So. You know that you know that's my first point. Um, also, I think this is gonna be a huge IQ uh, opportunity. This is this is what he's made for. Like uh, one of his his comments in the beginning of the year that just shocked me is when he had a good game and they said, "Oh, weren't you just scared in the moment in the garden?" And IQ's uh, response was, "I played against in bigger crowds in Kentucky." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he said that. So I'm like, what? <laughs> like this guy is different, man. Yeah, he's a different type of player. I think this, this, this could be his his moment. This, this could be his Sam Cassell moment. And if you're old enough like me, uh, you know Sam Cassell. His rookie year really wasn't really. You really didn't know who this kid was until the playoffs. And then the politics go out the out the window. Like if you play good, you stay in. Yeah. It's not about hey, you're a rookie. We we gotta groom you. No, if you play good in the playoffs, you get minutes. I think so. And the IQ should know that. Yeah. And he should be looking to seize the opportunity. So I, I'm I'm really excited for IQ. I I think he's gonna do something because he's been working on that little uh that four point shot <laughs> yeah and th- that's gonna be available now that's I, gonna be available all day oh, absolutely absolutely I, yeah. I I definitely agree with you and Tom is so competitive that's why I'm you really gotta watch this Alfred Payton situation real closely because Tom is so competitive I can see him starting to like not give him as much grace on that side of the ball as he usually does so I can see him playing IQ more or maybe even playing Frank more but the thing about Frank and I love Frank Frank has to stay in the moment like because you already know we're, we're game planning to stop Trey Young they're game planning to stop um Julius Randle and they're going to try to make somebody else beat us so if somebody else is on that floor who's afraid to shoot who's afraid to make a move they're going to lay off of them 
and and force him to make a move. So Frank has to keep that aggressiveness that he's shown these last few games. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if yeah, if he wants to stay in the game. Let me just say something right now. Y'all got to remember now, there's FIBA Frank. See, Frank is a playoff. Frank was just missing a good team. He's a guy, I'm telling you, he's not, no, he's built for this. This is where you're going to see the best of Frank in a playoff situation on a good team. He's built for this. He's not built for spot minutes against meaningless teams and a losing team. No, no. Put him out there. When the game's on the line in front of 15,000, Frank is a playoff performer, and you're going to see that. Watch. You're going to see that. He's This is where he's going to be his best. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I got that nervous energy, but I, I'm feeling good. I, and and if they do, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to start Elf. They, you might see that three-minute hook. I think so, man. I think so, man. If if the garden is buzzing like I think it's gonna be buzzing, I don't think I don't think Elf is gonna start good. No, I I don't think so either. You know this is Elf's first playoff series as well, so yeah. he's, he's, yeah. he he might just be just as nervous. Um, but you're absolutely right about that. I'm not sure if he's gonna start well, if he's gonna be in the game, and even if the the garden crowd is gonna be kind, you know, <laughs> all that can play a factor. Oh, that can play a factor. Um, yo, shout out to you, Fritz. Thanks for hopping on the call. Yo, sure, no real. problem. All right. Yeah. See yo, you later. Yo, Joey, the line is open. I'm going to close it after. If Joey wants to come in, I'm going to close the show after Joey gets gets on the call. Cause I know you said you want to um, to jump in. Just click yeah. on that Discord link real quick, and then we'll have you in and can say what you got to say. All right, Joey? Um, yeah, because I already covered everything I really wanted to cover. The only other thing is, like you said, you mentioned – these the bench i'm i'm really curious to see what happens with Opie toppin who's been getting 10 minutes a game to give randall rest i wonder if we're going to even crack the glasses to get kevin knock some minutes but yeah. you know since Opie toppin has been hitting that three lately maybe maybe he gets more burn who knows um you're gonna go you're gonna see some Opie. you're not gonna see kevin knox <clears throat> there's no way you're not gonna see him He's going to be with the uh, Argentine guy. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and I love Kevin Knox. Don't get me wrong. I'm just telling you, this is playoffs, baby. No, nah, you're right. You're not going to see him. I just feel bad. If, just... if anything, it's going to shorten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, somebody might drop out of the rotation. Right. Yeah, we're not adding new people in at this point, I don't think. No. Except a... the Frank was the only one who possibly could get more minutes right. just because of the defensive matchup. That's right. Nah, I, yeah, yeah. I just feel bad for him, man. I just feel bad because before the the argument was, you know what, it's Corner Kev. If if he if Corner Kev can hit you threes, give you threes, and give you spacing, then why not have Corner Kev in there instead of you know Obi Toppin? But now Obi's starting to hit threes, so you know, uh, we'll see. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's playing Kevin, defense Kevin, a little bit Kevin's too. Around. Kevin's around because of that Kentucky blue, baby. Yeah, you already know. You already know what it is. All right, all right, Joey. I see you. I see you in here, man. Joey, you are now a part of the stream. All you gotta do now is hit that KOT live button a few times, Joey, and then um, yeah. Also hit that watch stream if you want to hear Raw and Dallas as well. Just just tap their faces right there where you see the little faces, and you'll be able to hear yeah. me and them. All right. How's it going, Joey? All right. 
What's going on, JLS? Can you hear me? Definitely, definitely. Rod and clear, sir. Oh man, I'm excited, dude. Yeah, man. First of all, tell me, tell me your name. Where you from? Tell me your name. Where you from, sir? Uh, my name is Joey, and I'm from Atlantic City. There you go. Um, I don't know. For a lot of us Knicks fans right now, I feel like that anti that anticipation mm. for this game is like at an all time high. And um, you know what? You guys were talking about Alfred and. You know, I hate to just bring this up because I'm not even the biggest Alfred supporter. Okay. But if there was any time for this guy to step up and make a statement and say, like, I still belong on this team, this playoff series is definitely the time. And I'm not saying that he's going to go off four games, you know. <clears throat> right. What I am saying is expect Alfred Payton to have a like a breakout game in this upcoming series, at least one game. I'm not saying, like, 30 points. I'm saying, like, 20 points. Okay. Or he, like, gets us a dub for one of these games in the series. No, I take Now, it. all right, go ahead. No, I'm saying I'll take that. Yeah, I'm rooting for anybody in the blue and orange uniform. Straight exactly. up, anybody. period. Anybody. anybody. And let me... <laughs> Let me say the only reason why I'm saying this is because I'm pretty sure that Alfred knows that if he wants to stay on this team, he there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. And not only is there going to be 13,000 fans watching him play instead of 2,000, he has even more people to just prove that he's should be in the orange and blue. So this game, these next couple of games, man, are so important for him. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think there's any other player we're talking about actually getting rid of besides him. Like yeah. we're saying, oh, we need, new, we need a new point guard, we need a new point guard, we need this. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying expect him. Expect yeah. him to show up. Okay. All right. You, you listen, Make man. It? Listen, man, there's not a lot of people in this corner who expect anything out of him, but I'm glad he has somebody. Let me tell you yeah. that, right? Yeah. I do, I'll, this is what I'll say. I'll expect him to try. I expect him to put the fourth effort because it is the playoffs and, and the team believes in him. So I expect him to try. How effective he will be is another story. I'm going to just wait and see. I'm rooting for yeah. the kid like everybody else because he's part of this Knicks, Knicks nation and he's a part of this New York Knicks and I'll hopefully he can figure it out and, and gain some confidence and hold down those 15 minutes until you know, Derrick Rose and well, Alan Burks come in. Think about it, Jay Ellis. If there's one player that really needs to like have a breakout game out of all the players on our team that will make or break this series where you know it's going to be a close series, who do you think it's going to be? You I know, mean, the, the it's usually the most unexpected person, and the most unexpected person I feel like is going to be Alfred Payne. You know, for me, I feel like it's going to be a team effort, man. Like I feel like we expect certain things from Julius, but there's so many X, X factors because we haven't been in this position before. We just need other people to step up at opportune times. And the beauty of this team is, like they said, this is a big fifth team, so you really don't know what to expect. And to be honest, we haven't seen it from Alfred Payton. This season, if you've seen it from other guys, so even to me, I'm like, okay, if he doesn't show it, hopefully Tom just pulls the plug fast enough so everybody oh, yeah. else can well, do it. That's, you know? my, that's my other thinking, too. Like, this whole season, Tom Thibodeau has kept the same lineup for every single game. Do you really think coming into the playoffs he's going to change his lineup? No, he's not going to change his lineup at all. That's not, not realistic. Realistically, do you really think he's going to change his lineup? No. After this whole season, he has... Not even budge to changing it. Yeah, he changed a little bit of the minutes, but he hasn't changed anything, really. Besides, like, maybe putting Nerlens Noel at the five. 
the, instead of Mitchell Robinson. The only really way, what is strange? Yeah, no, the only way I can see him changing the lineup if something really bad happens. Like you know what I'm saying? If it gets to a point where he's like, okay, we got spanked like two games or something, then I can see a change happening. But at this point, if he's getting playing 15 minutes a game, and then we come in and we still end up winning these games, he's gonna keep the same rotation. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying expect like thirty point a thirty point game out of Alfred. I'm expecting one game where he makes a statement. Okay. Just All right. one. Alright. I appreciate your optimism, man. I appreciate it. I hope I hope so, man. I hope so. Yo, yo shout out to Joey Man. Uh, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, well hold on, hold on. Let me say one more thing. Okay. If you go to the past three games that we played against the Hawks. There was one game where Alfred Payton did play decent. Yeah, the first game. It looks like, yeah, and it looks like you know, it, it, like granted, it was a completely different lineup. Like we had, we had like less people on it now. Like in the addition to like, I think it, I'd like the third game we played them. We had like uh, Rose, and like Nerlens I think was on there. But besides the fact, um, Alfred Payton, give him one game. Definitely give him one game. Okay, I'm gonna give him. We gonna watch him, man. We definitely gonna watch him. Appreciate the call, Joey, man. Yo, you see, tell him Alejandro comments. <laughs> what it? Crazy. <laughs> what is it? What is tell him doing over here, man? <laughs> he, got, he got the doo doo side. Ah, uh, come on, <laughs> come on, tell him. <laughs> oh man, man. Tell him out the chain. Come on, man. Y'all crazy, man. My homie was talking. He was doing yeah, man. Nah, shout out to the Elf supporters. Y'all the real MVP, man, because Yo, it, for takes, real. it's a lot. For real. It takes a lot. It's a lot. I, really, to... no, I got respect for any Knicks fan that supports their team from 1 to 15. Do that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, as a Frank supporter, when everybody was crapping on our guy, I had to stand on stand by myself, especially yep. especially when I was at KFTV, you know, <laughs> taking yep. bullets. Taking bullets for Frank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stand there with your guy if that's your guy so you gotta respect it alright exactly but yo that is our show man let's see is there anything else you guys wanna mention I feel like we talked about everything under the sun I think we covered oh uh, well one more minor thing well it's not really minor the Knicks have to win game one to keep home court advantage facts yeah so it's very important this game I'm mean, no pressure but, no but pressure. they gotta win the game one to, to keep the home court advantage man gotta do that so that's another reason this first game is extremely important. I'm glad it's going to be at least 13,000 in the garden. Absolutely. And, and like you said before, Raw, of course, you know, we want to keep home court advantage. But um, also Atlanta is like a second home because no, you already know New York is going to be up in there heavy. <laughs> heavy. Orange and blue. home games, man. We're going to be playing home exactly. games in New Exactly, and I already see you already seen. I seen Nuggy Fresh talking about going to Atlanta and, and yep. watching and watching those games over there. So it's gonna be New Yorkers flying from right. New York to That's Atlanta right. just That's to watch. Do you know? Do you know how many fans they're letting in? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, how many, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure how many fans Atlanta is, is letting in. They're probably gonna limit them because they don't want too many New Yorkers. <laughs> exactly, but Atlanta's been open. That's the thing about Atlanta. Atlanta. You know, <laughs> everybody else is going through lockdown and stuff. Atlanta's been chilling. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but I, I know at this point, I saw something that Berman wrote that says that the New York Knicks are allowing the most um, the most amount of people in the arena out of anybody in the NBA so far. So if, less than ours. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
that is our show guy if you love the show all you can click to support the channel you can definitely like uh subscribe and share the channel also super chats paypal um and cash apps are also welcome it doesn't go into my pockets it helps grow the channel helps grow the show helps pay the writers help keeps the lights on etc 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 also help help the world get a camera new camera for all yeah I'm gonna get you. A, I'm gonna get you like a ring light, Roy. That's gonna be like it's gonna be a whole nother. No, you just. But I got a camera. You got the log. No, nah, I'm gonna get you the ring light. So you see how to shine on my. You see how I was like. Eh, I'm gonna get you. The oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So you gonna be shining on that. You can really shining on. You can see the, oh, the pixels right. on the camera. After that, you be good. They Ellis treating me like royalty, man. Yeah, you you KOT fam, man. That's a, that's how we do it. Yeah. KOT fam. That's what we do. I'm about looking out. This is what we do. KT fam, man. That's what we do. All right. Out. Yeah, but salute. Salute to the channel, man, and yeah, just, yo, plug yourself, play, plug yourself, Dallas, where, where can I find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at the Strickland, probably most of you guys know about that, but um, mm -hmm. I haven't written too much, I I wrote mostly during our terrible years, and then I've just gotten super busy, and now now we're good again, but uh, I'm, I should have a piece coming out uh, this weekend that, uh, uh, with uh, Benji, who was on KOT show the other day, um, specifically focusing on, like, the uh, the Hawks offense sets they like to run. Um, and uh, he's going to have some stuff about like defensive strategies to combat that. So uh, yeah, look out there and definitely support the KOT show um, as somebody over at the Strickland. I know it's, you don't make money doing it, but it's a lot of work. So like, Facts. you know, jail jails does so much and good work. So if you appreciate it, definitely. Yeah. Facts. And I still look, have look you on, look him up. Yeah, yeah. I still have you on the radar Dallas for, for, for a collab. I just noticed things beginning in the way that's why I really haven't hit you up yet, but I, I still have that on my radar. I'm just letting you know. We got, I haven't forgotten about do, that. We got to do some stuff. I've, yeah. I've been busy as heck, but we got to do some stuff. I, I, yeah, you're still on the radar. Trust. All, All right. All right. Let them know where you're from, Raw, if they don't know. I don't even, if they don't know by Raw now. Raw Hebrew Remnant on YouTube. Raw Hebrew Remnant on Twitter. Raw, oh, actually, it's Raw Hebrew on Instagram. Not that I look on Instagram too much. And then uh, Raw Hebrew Reppin' Nick's Nation on Patreon. Yeah. That Patreon dough. Yeah. Exactly. Yo, but you know, that money goes to, actually, I'm sending that money to the Philippines. Uh, one bag of rice feeds a family of four for a month in the Philippines. So, oh, that's what's up. You know, whenever I get that money, I send it out there. That's what's up. So you, you're supporting a, a cause in the Philippines. That's what's up. Yeah, in the Philippines. And then there's our boy, Timothy Ravel, that was murdered in uh, in, in uh, Colombia. Oh, man. Shout out, man. This is why y'all love, love Knicks Nation, man. They're always about the cause and everybody else, man. Shout out to Knicks Nation. Good. And, and definitely join the Patreon for a good cause as well. All right. Yeah, and that is our show. You know where to find us. You can find us on The KOT Show on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on The Nick of Time Show on Instagram and Facebook. We're inching close to that 10K followers on Instagram, man. That's going to be a nice, nice little stat for us. Just a little real. swipe up feature. So definitely follow us on Instagram. Also, check out the blogs too as well. I'm about to unleash another another writing from mikey who's gonna write about the playoff matchup with the knicks i'm gonna release that tonight and yeah definitely follow us at nicktimeshow.com and I, oh yeah i know you also yo you have to get listen man gotta get the snapbacks man get these snapbacks <laughs> popping bro <laughs> if you want to get you want to get snap flags get go to the nicktimeshow.com slash category we got the black and white and the blue and orange colorway for these snapbacks so definitely pot get those as well so you know so you can be join the kot nation man just join us man 
for real. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That is, that's it. Is our show, man. Great show, guy. I really enjoyed this. I really man, enjoyed the show a lot. I really enjoyed the show. From top to bottom, from Talamani Hondro to the analysis to, to, to yeah. the raw Dallas combo. I like this whole. Mm. Keep an eye, yeah. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, yo, yeah I like this real, mix. For real, for I like real. this mix. All right, man. All right, yo, that is our show. We are out of here. Peace. Oh wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's man? <laughs> New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming.